Welcome to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. Today I'm going to do another exciting episode for you guys. I'm actually going to um, take your time out to just focus on a particular topic. And that topic has to do with the LGBTQ. Um, I know last month was June. And June is a very significant month uh, for that particular organization. Uh, simply because um, it was in that month where that movement got started. So they actually uh, put aside June um, for the sake of um, in remembrance of pride. Now, um, before I jump into this particular episode, I want to put out a disclaimer stating that I'm not doing this episode in the likelihood to um, convey a message of hate, hatred, um, you know, anything that has to do with, um, you know, targeting any particular group or community. But simply, I want to do that so that way no one feels as if um, I'm basically, you know, doing this in the sake of, you know, I'm basically having an agenda in mind and anything like that. So I just want to set the expectation. Um, so I'm doing this in a likelihood of educational um, awareness because I think a lot of people still don't really fully know what this organization is about and so they see a lot going on and at times they feel like um you know this is becoming more and more um you know popular because it's in the music it's in the media now it's in the school and so it's all over the place especially more and more people now uh putting up the pride flag on um businesses home and stuff like that so a lot of people still don't fully grasp the whole meaning of what this movement is all about and so i think that's kind of like the message that i want to convey in this particular episode i'm also going to talk about the idea that um it's not so much about this movement it's all about the lifestyle uh the different meaning of the rainbow or uh, the significance what it stands for and stuff like that so i'm definitely gonna go um into this particular um topic and so i might do more than one episode just to cover it because i have a lot of information um to share based on this particular topic um also you know i'm working on a couple of different projects along the way in that and as soon as those projects are completed i'll just go ahead and basically uh publish them uh, one of the biggest ones that I'm actually working on right now is I'm in the process of publishing my third uh, mini-series, uh, which basically be called Moneybag, uh, Ustler Mindset. And so um, the reason why I chose that one in terms of all the other ones that I've actually recorded already is the feedback. You know, when someone listens to any content that I produce and I get a really good feedback, then that let me know. Um, which direction I need to go and the other thing too that I like is not everyone who actually have an opportunity to to listen to my podcast so what I do is I go ahead and print it out in a in a book format so that way they can get opportunity to actually um, read it because I know a lot of the time um, you have to sign up for for a membership um, you have to subscribe and stuff like that and uh, whatever you listen to, you don't own it. In this case, you get the opportunity to own it. You always have it with you. You can always 
go back and, and reread which a lot of people a lot of my uh, listeners they do who I've, I've actually purchased a copy of any one of my books you know so that's kind of where I want to go and I now have merchandise um, and so I'm just continuing to grow my brand which is Motivision um, which is motivational and it's visionary so I combined the two to have the word Motivision so without any further ado I'm just going to go ahead and jump into this uh, topic of discussion so the modern day LGBTQ and pride movement uh, began with the Stonewall Uprising, which took place in June um, 1969 in New York City. So the Stonewall Uprising was a series of spontaneous protests by members of the LB, LG, LGBTQ community in response to a police raid on the Stonewall Inn. Now the Stonewall Inn was a popular gay bar in the Greenwich uh, village neighborhood of Manhattan. The protest continues for several days and marked the turning point in the fight for the LGBTQ rights. Now the Stonewall Uprising was not led by any one individual or organization, but rather uh, was a collective effort by a diverse group of um, people in that organization. Uh, so people who were who who were, tr- were tired of being uh, marginalized and discriminated against. So the uprising inspired uh, uh, the formation of numerous um, people within that organization and advocate groups. And an annual pride parade was established in several cities in the years that follow. So today, Pride Month is celebrated every June in which communities around the world um, to commemorate the Stonewall Uprising and to promote equality, uh, visibility for the LGBTQ community. Now, um, one of the things that the LGBTQ community use as a symbol of recognition where when people see this particular symbol, they know exactly what does it stand for and who is it. Um, what is all about and I think one thing they use is the a gay flag or the the rainbow symbol for the gay flag uh, for the LGBTQ so otherwise known as the pride flag so it's a flag that represent and celebrate the LGBTQ community there are several variations of pride flag each representing different identity within that particular community and spectrum so, for example, the most well-known pride flag, often um, simply referred to as the rainbow flag, uh, was created by uh, Gilbert Baker in 1978 and consists of six color stripes. On the other hand, the term rainbow typically refers to a natural phenomenon of light uh, refracting through water droplet in the atmosphere creating a spectrum of colors. The rainbow is often used as a symbol of inclusion, diversity, and unity, and it has been adopted as a powerful symbol by the LGBTQ community. Uh, While the pride flag and the rainbow are 
related concept, the pride flag is deliberate symbol and it's designed to represent that particular community. Whereas the rainbow is a natural phenomenon that has been associated with various meanings. So the rainbow then are caused by the ref reflection or refraction and dispersion of light in water droplet in the atmosphere. When sunlight enters a water droplet, it slows down and bends or refract as it enters a denser medium. Then it reflects off the inside of the droplet and refract again as it exits causing the white light to split into component colors. So the colors of the rainbow are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet are the result of the different wavelengths of light bending at slightly different angles and separated into distinct color. So this process is called dispersion. Now the color tend to exit the droplet at different angles and are projected outward, creating a familiar semicircular arch of color that we call a rainbow. And I think that after the storm, you can definitely see how the, the cycle semicircle. And I think in, in, um, in the Irish um, community, you always have the little uh, leprechaun with a pot of gold. And I know a lot of people have tried to actually find the end of the rainbow but the closer you get to the rainbow it's like it moved further apart um, so I just wanted to actually mention that now um, a rainbow is a beautiful phenomenon that it that has meaning in various religious and culture so rainbow usually occur after a storm or a downpour although the Sun usually shine right after it rains the condition are not always ideal for creating the appearance of a rainbow. For this reason, rainbow are considered special in many religious and in cultural settings. So physically speaking, right, a rainbow is an optimal um, phenomenon consisting of breakdown of sunlight and a continuous visible spectrum in the sky. It occurs by refraction as the sun ray pass through tiny water droplet in the earth atmosphere. So a rainbow is precisely the result of refraction sunlight um, consolidating with drop rain raindrops. It is a multicolored um, arch with red on the outside and purple on the inside. We're gonna continue now rainbow and culture. So the rainbow symbolizes transformation, heavenly glory, the throne of the God of heaven, the meaning of heaven with earth, and a bridge or a border between worlds. In many cultures, it was a sign of the infinite mercy of God and his love for people. So in some cultures, the rainbow was called a sky serpent or a bridge between two worlds. In traditional symbolism, the rainbow was represented as a huge snake that drank the sea, rivers, or a lake. Its arched tail shines with powerful color. The semi-circular shape of the rainbow made people think of a ring 
that encircled the earth. In mythology, the, the attitude to the rainbow is primitive. It's like people represent it as an evil living creature, hostile to human. The, Mer the Burmese of Karen regard the rainbow as a demon devouring people's soul. All those who live violently died because the rainbow had swallowed their souls. The South African Zulu were afraid to go in the water after a rainbow was reflected in it. The swimmer would be a snack in no time. Those who look at it look at its arch will be threatened with blindness or skin disease. In the myth of the Central African tribe, a prominent place called the Nakolo, King of the Rainbow, a cruel and vengeful tyrant who punishes the death of anyone who dares to disrespect, point a finger at the rainbow. So most original are the beliefs of the inhabitant of the island of Neas, lying in the Indian Ocean near Sumatra. According to them, the rainbow, a huge net in the sky, set up some powerful spirit to catch human shadows, which are nothing more than their souls. In some African myth, a celestial serpent is identified with the rainbow who serve as a guardian of treasure or encircle the earth in a ring. American Indians identify the rainbow with stairs that lead to another world. Among the Incas, the rainbow was associated with the sacred sun and the In Inca ruler wore its image on their coat of arms and emblems. In the Sanivriyvan mythology, Biras Shaken Road is a rainbow bridge connecting heaven and earth. He is guarded by the guardian of the gods Ilidan. Before the end of the world and the death of the gods, the bridge collapses. In ancient Greece, the goddess of the rainbow was Areda, the messenger who was depicted with the wings and the calidus. Her attire is made up of iridescent dew drops. In the Slavic myth and legend, a rainbow was considered a magical heavenly bridge that was thrown from heaven to earth, a road along which angels descend from the heaven to draw water from rivers. They pour their water into clouds and from there it falls as life-giving rain. It's, it is commonly believed that the rainbow consists of seven primary colors, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet. It is believed that the seven color of the rainbow was first identified by Sir Isaac Newton. Initially, he designed only five, red, yellow, green, blue, and purple, but then increased the number of colors to seven, which correspond to the number of notes on, in the scale. Now we're going to look at the symbolism of the rainbow. 
So the symbolism of the rainbow is ambiguous. Mankind has associated the rainbow with many beliefs and legends. In ancient Greek mythology, for example, the rainbow was a road on which the messenger between the world of the gods and the world of men. Iris Walk, the ancient Slav, believed that the rainbow drank water from lakes, river, and sea, which then rained on the ground. In the Bible, the rainbow appeared after the great flood as a symbol on a union between God and mankind and a promise that God would never flood the earth again. The rainbow has and will continue to inspire many poets, painters, photographers to create some of the brightest work of art. It is also appear in many folk omens associated with weather prediction. For example, a eye and steer rainbow mean good weather and a low and flat one means bad weather. In general, folk omens and belief associated with a rainbow or henless. People foretold the weather. A rainbow in the east means clear days. In the west, rainy days. The duration of bad weather was also determined by the shape of its arch. If the arch was steep, participation would be short-lived, and if it was flat, prolonged every rain were expected. In ancient time, people knew about the coming harvest from the rainbow. The most productive was considered the place where the rainbow met the ground. The crows were famous for their greatest ingenuity in fortune telling because they saw a certain food product in every color line. The red brand stood for grapes and wine, yellow for sunflower, green for grain, blue for vegetable, etc. etc. and the list goes on. All these optimistic superstition based on the idea of good omens turn out to be very endearing and largely influence the modern meaning of a truly popular symbol. From about the beginning of the 20th century, the rainbow became uh, a thing of joy and happiness, a symbol of success, completion of undertaking on a prosperous outcome. However, in many ancient and backward people, the rainbow represents the sign of death, as well as associating or the meaning of bridge between natural and the afterlife, the stairway to heaven and the road to paradise. To understand how such symbolic meaning of the heavenly beauty were formed, it is necessary to reflect to the origin and the mythology view of the ancients. In Aridari, the image of the rainbow was in demand only until the 15th century. The heraldic rainbow looked like a three-colored or five-colored semicircle, and each of its colors were given a special symbolic meaning. Red meant the extinguishing wrath of God. Yellow, the generosity of God. Green, the mercy of God. Blue, God sent peace. 
and, and violate or violate the greatness of God. During the late Middle Ages, the image of the rainbow as a symbolic path to happiness became very popular with the common people. During the Pheasant War in Germany from 1524 to 1525, rebel leader Thomas Mendozer placed the image of the rainbow on his banner. All this led to the fact that the federal lords refused to further use the heraldry, a symbol hostile to them. Currently, the image of the rainbow can be seen only in the coat of arm of the three dwarf state of Central America, Honduras, El Salvador, and Nicaragua. In emblematic, the rainbow symbol play a very important role when the French historian Pierre Dior Cosentin had the lucky idea to create the Olympic emblem based on it. Five staple together, sport ring, the symbol of the Olympic Games, are painted in the color of the five-stripe rainbow. And then we're going to also look at rainbow and religion. World religion have developed a generally positive symbolic meaning of the rainbow as a stairway to heaven or the road to paradise. In Tibetan, the Trandic Buddhists, the rainbow represents a traditional state of meditation in which the material substance begins to transform into energy into pure light. In Jewish and in the Christian tradition, the rainbow symbolizes the reconciliation of God with life on earth after the flood as a symbol of prosperity and growth and grace. Christianity also interprets the three colors of the rainbow. Blue represents the delude red, the world fire, and green arrival of peace on earth. So for Jews and Christians, the rainbow is an exceptional good sign. In Islam, the rainbow consists of four colors, red, yellow, green, and blue, corresponding to the four elements. In China, a rainbow is a heavenly dragon, the union of heaven and earth, a sign of unification of yin and yang. In ancient India, the rainbow is a bow of Indra, the god of thunder. In addition, Hinduism and Buddhism the rainbow body is the highest yogic state attained in the realm of Samatra. So, the rainbow also represent, which represent um, in psychology, or we're going to look at how the different type of rainbow, um, different colors that exist within that. Now the rainbow symbolizes a new path, beginning peace and harmony, beauty, and of course love. In folks omen, the rainbow center already many years ago. After all, we all know the omens. If you see double rainbow, make a wish. In the past, even now, many people use rain falling during the rainbow for cleansing. Also, rainwater is good for any portion and some people use rainwater for plants other people use rainwater 
for drinking because um, not everyone um, in different parts of the world is very developed so therefore the shortage of water is used um, where they able to boil it or just drink it out in the, the container that they use to collect it. So colors affect us, can awaken our appetite, change our mood and make us feel good. Imagine yourself walking past a shop window with a huge variety of ice cream, red, yellow and green. You instantly have taste association in your mouth and an urge to eat it. Same with the weather. When it's gray, rainy day, your mood is the same. When it's sunny and bright outside, you feel happy and energetic. The color of the rainbow and your meaning. As we all know, there are three primary colors, blue, yellow, and red. All other colors are obtained by mixing these three. Green comes from mixing blue and yellow. Orange comes from mixing yellow and red. Purple comes from mixing blue and red, and so on. And each of the color has its association and meaning. Color symbolism date back to ancient times. From time immoral, people have endowed color with special meaning, which it reflects in various religious and mythological uh, myth teaching, myths, folks, tale, and legend. For example, in astrology, the seven main colors of the spectrum correspond to seven planets. Blue is the color of Venus. Red is associated with Mars and the red planet, green with Saturn, yellow with Mercury, purple is identified with the moon, and orange is the sun. Blue is often used for concentration, meditation, and a process of self-knowledge. Now let's, now let's proceed directly to the topic of the article. That is the symbolism of the color of the rainbow. And those colors are red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Red. Red is one of the most powerful color. The color of power, victory, leadership, passion. Red is an energetic um, activity. The desire for success, true struggle, excitement. The need to act and expand effort, an initiative. It is a red arch in the first in the composition of the rainbow and therefore has the longest wavelength of light. In, Christ, in Christianity, this arch corresponds to the Archangel Uriel, which represents wisdom and energy. In modern Buddhism and Hinduism, the red arch corresponds to the base chakra of Manadura, which connects or ground a person to physical plane. Red is a color of life and happiness, hormone, but also consider the color of aggression and danger. And I think red also associated with uh, bullfighting because the bull respond um, to red and he get upset. That's why in, uh, in France where the, the guy would be out there with the red um, flag and the bull will trying to basically go after it so you can see in response where in that case where 
the aggression in the bull would respond to uh, the red in that case. Orange. Orange, the second arch in the rainbow is orange. It is a color of optimism, a mixture of yellow and red, a kind of inti in, in, intimidate shape between passion and childlike spontaneity. Orange symbolizes rhythm, energy, activity, friendliness, and creativity. In Buddhism, it is a symbol of humility, which is why monks wear robe in this color. Orange is a symbol of fire, liberating from vices. In the rainbow, orange represents creativity and ability to enjoy. According to the chakra system and the orange arc represent Suisoazita, which is the energy associated with fertility, sexuality, and creativity. Orange is a color of action and creation, but there are also negative meaning. Sometimes this color symbolizes or provokes nervousness and irritation, and uh, orange also would associate it with jail or prison because another inmate that's the color that they're given so a lot of people don't really like to wear the color orange now yellow yellow is the third color or the third soul of the rainbow is the color yellow usually this color is associated with optimism good spirit and joy yellow is hopefulness joy relaxation eagerness for new things liberation optimism emotional expression empowerment in asian country however yellow symbolizes sorrow and death if the shade of yellow is taken away to taken away to lemon it characterizes sarcasm sarcasm or sarcastic and cruelty the yellow in the arch in the rainbow is associated with the archangel Jafiel, who represent the brilliance of wisdom and, and, and thoughts. Within the rainbow, a yellow represents the glow of the sun. In the chakra system, yellow arch corresponds to Manapura chakra, which is the seat of one's egos and personal power, just as the sun nourishes the earth. The next color is green. Green is the color or the fourth color in the rainbow and in the fourth of the arch of the rainbow. It is the color of prosperity, vitality. Green is a symbol of success, power, perseverance, and self-confidence. This color represents persistence to achieve goals. This arch is associated with Archangel Raphael who is summoned for healing within the rainbow. Green represents health, wealth, and love. In the chakra system, the green arch uh, represents Anatala, the arch chakra, where the ability to give and receive love is processed or perceived. In Islam, green is a primary color, symbolizing living nature and associated with Muslim uh, the note, note, notation or notorious of paradise. Next color up is blue. Blue, the fifth arch of the rainbow, it's bright blue. 
The color of the sky and sea is a shape that symbolizes trust, freedom, spiritual balance. This arch is associated with the Archangel Michael, the leader of the Archangels and representative spirituality. Within the rainbow, blue represents the connection to water and the spiritual world in the chakra system. The blue arch represents um, which is uh, the, the throat chakra and the ability to communicate with purity. Blue is a color of meditation. It is a relaxing and helps one to get rid of negative emotion and physical stiffness. In addition to being a symbol of trust and re reliability, blue is also the color of creativity. Next up is indigo. Indigo is a color of the six sap in the rainbow. This color symbolize, symbolize concentration, self-confidence, analytical skills, willpower, stamina, and leadership qualities. Indigo symbolizes a state of peace, the need for rest, emotional stability, mental attachment to a partner, peacefulness, as well as harmony and contentment. Indigo is a color of spirituality and peace. Within the rainbow, within the rainbow indigo represents the bridge between the consciousness and the subconscious world. In the chakra system, indigo is the arch of Aja chakra, which represents the third eye and the ability to see invisible invisibility on the spiritual plane. And last but not least, violet or violet. The last seventh so far in the rainbow is violet or violet. Since ancient time, this color has had a magical meaning. People use it to emphasize or empathize their personal personality, power, and influence. This color helps you to go deeper into your inner world and to get to know yourself better. Violet symbolizes inner change and transformation. Violet is a color that symbolizes impressiveness, emotional expression, sensitivity, understanding, and dreamness, intuitive. This arch is associated with the Archangel Zacadale, which represents mercy. Within the rainbow, Violet represents a mixture of red and blue and a significant access to the imagination and divine inspiration. Within the chakra system, Violet Arch is a Safiraka chakra, which corresponds to the point of which human consciousness connects with divine or spiritual consciousness. So now we're going to look at rainbow and science. Scientists have long thought about the, the nature of the rainbow. It is believed that the first scientific explanation of the phenomenon of the rainbow was tried by Aristotle. But the most important experiment that shed light on the nature of this amazing phenomenon belonged to René Descartes. In the 17th century, French scientists was able to stimulate and study in detail the refraction of light ray inside a water drop. He used a glass ball filled with water as a model. 
Descartes day, research was supplemented by the brilliant Sir Isaac Newton, who replaced the ball with a glass prism that allowed the invisible prism of light, white light, to be divided into a spectrum. It was then scientists who proved that the main condition for the emergency of the rainbow are water droplet and a beam of light. So, how does a rainbow form? After it rains, while the little white droplet are still held up by the ear currents, the sun ray pass through them, refract, reflect, and return to us. As the sun ray pass through the droplet, the colors form to create a band of colored matching line, creating a spectrum. The red line is also is always at one end of the spectrum, and the purple line is always on the other. This is because different color rays have different wavelength. They increase from violet to red. The larger the water droplets, the brighter and richer the color of the rainbow. Two people standing next to each other cannot see exactly the same rainbow because the size and density of the droplet may be different in different places. So how many colors does a rainbow have? <laughs> Thanks to Newton, Sir Isaac Newton, we know there are rainbow in white light. It is shown by the dispersion of light refraction in a prism or a suspension that occurs in the air when it rains. We see the light uh, occur differently or different wavelength, which causes us to feel the transition from violet to blue, yellow, and red. Each of the colors of the rainbow correspond deeply to a specific wavelength. So how many colors does a rainbow have? There is no one opinion to this question. The rainbow has always been seven uh, differently, at different times in history and by different people. It was distinguished into three main colors, four, five, and as many as you like. Aristotle distinguished only three colors, red, green, and purple. The Australian on Ambigan had six. Some African tribe um, only see two colors, dark and light. But Newton called the rainbow a seven color rainbow. The great scientist was fond of mysticism and determined the, the number of color of the rainbow for the magical number seven. At first, he counted five color, but later finding one more color, orange. He considered it the obsession. The number six was diabolic for him. And seeking to create a corresponding between the number of colors of the spectrum and the number of basic tone as a musical scale. Newton added one more color to the sixth list color of the spectrum, indigo. So thanks to this superstition, Newton became the father of the seven color rainbow. The number of colors in the rainbow is not convention because the color of the spectrum passed into each other's 
smoothly without sharp boundaries, but most clearly distinguish five primary colors, red, yellow, green, blue, and purple. As, trendi- as trans- transition between them, you can distinguish additional shades, red, yellow, orange, yellow, green, green, blue, and violet blue. The number of colors into a natural rainbow depends on a particular rainbow. The fact that that naturally arranged the light a little differently each time, often the number of colors in the rainbow is limited to to three basic huge, red, green, and purple. Sometimes yellow orange is added to these. Sometimes there is a white stripe in the rainbow as well in millions of invisible shades. And then we're going to look at why can't the human eyes distinguish all the colors within the rainbow. So we're going to stop um, for right now and we're basically going to pick up where we left off in the next episode. So I cover a lot of different um, meanings of the rainbow and and I think a lot of people uh, don't even know the meaning of uh, some of these rainbow or the pride flag or the actual rainbow and so you know you can follow a movement you can follow uh, a group of people and not knowing what certain things stand for and again uh, the to put out this this particular disclaimer on this podcast is not to show hatred to this particular group or movement uh, this podcast is simply educational you know bringing awareness to dive deeper in the meaning of certain things that uh, that's going on. So when you look at it now, you have a better understanding of what's going on. So that's all I had to share for this particular episode. Um, I'll see you guys on the next one where I pick up where I left off to basically complete this series on this particular topic. So see you guys on the next episode. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. Today I'm going to another exciting episode for you guys. Um, I'm just going to pick up where I left off from my first episode. We're talking about the, um, the modern day LGBTQ um, movement. And we looked at the difference between the pride flag and the rainbow. And how this movement got started. We also looked at uh, what this particular... Uh, you know what the, the symbolism of the rainbow means in a lot of different culture and what couple people actually uh, see the rainbow as and what it symbolized um, we also see that you know thanks to uh, Sir Isaac Newton uh, we have seven colors in the rainbow and we look at the similarity between the pride flag and the the rainbow and what each colors mean um, we also look at basically how that movement got started you know who started and stuff like that and how that you know the month of June is you know the month that um, you know the pride movement got started but that's why you know June is considered pride month and stuff like that so uh, this um, episode or this particular segment that I'm actually doing is just to bring awareness um, to look at this particular topic or this movement in a way in which a lot of people haven't 
um, and then I'm, I'm doing this not to create um, hatred for this particular movement or you know this lifestyle but it's more like to bring awareness this is strictly educational and so the things that I'm looking at is just to talk about what's going on and stuff like that so people have a more understanding of it because um, a lot of people still don't know what this movement is all about all they do is they see the rainbow and they see different people saying hey I'm coming out I'm doing this but at the same time too a lot of people still are not sure exactly what is this movement all about so I think that's kind of like my old perspective about doing this particular episode is to bring awareness to look at it from educational perspective and to talk about different things the similarity between the rainbow and the pride flag uh, what all this stuff mean and stuff like that um, and so that's that's my purpose you know that's where I'm basically set out to accomplish and hopefully you guys can enjoy it you know uh, give me feedback what you like what you don't like and stuff like that so without any further ado I'll just go ahead and pick up where I left off um, so now I'm gonna look at as you're talking about the different color and rainbows and what different stuff mean um, and now I'm gonna pick up why can't the human eyes distinguish between all the shades of the rainbow and uh, apparently we can only see a certain amount of colors with our naked eyes um, and so we're gonna pick up right where we left off now the colors um, of the rainbow throughout are different colors and their visible their invisibility spectrum our eyes see only a small percentage of color that make up white light human can only perceive wavelengths between 400 and 700 nanometers which mean that our eyes can only distinguish colors within that frequency but lights made up of color of different frequency for example people cannot see ultraviolet or infrared light within those wavelengths that from that form invisible light there are also several several different colors a rainbow is actually made up of many overlapping uh, bands of color not just the seven stripe that everyone is familiar with but it's so so what we see when we look at a rainbow then as a mixture of different color which form what people usually think of as a rainbow so obviously there's more colors exist within that rainbow but we can't see them with our naked eyes because uh, those colors um, because of the frequency and different level our eyes are not able to process those so according to human um, so that's basically I wanted to just um, finish that particular uh, part of it now I have a list of countries and um, places where you know being a part of this particular movement or being a part of this lifestyle it's banned it's outlawed and so if you go to any one of these countries and you're caught practicing you're caught in the act of engaging this type of relationship then these are some of the consequences that you're gonna face 
there's one of four things that will happen. One, you get fined. Second, you get beaten, meaning that they have punishment for you. So sometimes it could be 20 to 40 lashes, sometimes it could be 60, depending on the severity of that law. The third is you get imprisonment. Sometimes it could be 20 years, 40 years, sometimes life imprisonment for engaging in this type of sexual activity or in this type of lifestyle. And the last but not least, you get killed or executed. So those are the four things that can happen to you if you engage in this type of lifestyle or you're in, in, um, involved in this uh, particular type of movement within these countries. So according to the human rights group, these are the list of countries around the world that um, being affiliated or being associated with LGBTQ or um, in that particular community or in that lifestyle where it's outlaw or it's banned or same-sex marriage. They do not um, recognize it. It's not allowed. So if you travel to any one of these countries and they suspect you're caught, these are all the things that will happen to you. You get fined. You get beaten. That's a form of punishment. You get imprisonment. Um, and some of those imprisonment could be 20 year, 40 year, you name it. And then last but not least, you get executed. So these countries that criminalize same-sex conduct are Afghanistan, Algeria, Bangladesh, Bahraini, Cameroon, Chad, Cameroon, Dominica, Egypt, um, Kenya, Malawi, Malaysia, um, Qatar. Iran, Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, Tongo, Zambia, Zimbabwe, the United Emirates, Uganda, South Sudan, Morocco, Myanmar, Nambia, Lebanon, Kuwait, Libya, Malawi. So I will go ahead and post the list of countries that according to the human rights group these countries they ban it or it's outlaw same-sex marriage countries that criminalize form of gender expression are Burani, Malawi, Malaysia, Oman, Saudi Arabia, South Sudan, United Arab Emirates Countries that maintain the death penalty as punishment for same-sex conduct are Burani, Iran, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Uganda, and Yemen. Countries that explicitly criminalize sex between women are Algeria, Bernari, Cameroon, Chad, Ethiopia, Gambia. Grenada, Iran, Libya, Liberia, Malawi, Malaysia, Mavides, Macron, Nigeria, Oman, Qatar, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, the Salmon Island, Somalia, Sri Lanka, Sudan, Tunisia, Tango, Uganda, Yemen, Zambia. Country that use vague language that could criminalize Sex between women are Bangladesh, Egypt, Ghana, 
Kenya, Lebanon, Myanmar, occupied Palestine, Gaza Strip, Pakistan, South Sudan, and Syria. A lot of these countries are very religious. They have strict rules, strict law. And so if you guys, anyone is in this particular type of lifestyle or in this movement and you travel to any one of these countries and you're found to basically been in that type of relationship or they suspect anything, again, one of the four things that will happen. One, depending on the country, you will basically be fine, whatever the amount of money is. Two, you have a punishment, meaning that they have a certain amount of lashes that they will basically hand out as punishment for conducting in that particular lifestyle. Three, you get imprisonment. And imprisonment could be anywhere from 20 years, 40 years, sometime in life in prison. And four is you get executed and killed. And those are the laws according to the human right group. So the backlash for promoting gay or trans flag on one of America's most loved beer, which Budweiser. So the nation's largest LGBTQ advocate group is taking action against um, Budweiser Bush over its end of its conservative backlash or transgender influencer Dalen Mal Malvaney. Accusing a multi-beer company of caving to political pressure. In May 9th, letters share exclusive between USA Today, the human rights campaign informed the Bud Light maker that it has suspended its corporate equity index scoring tool that score company under policies for lesbian, gay, or bisexual, transgender, and queer employees company that received a hundred marks on your index for criteria protection um, from work workplace discrimination inclusive benefit inclusive culture inside and outside the workplace responsible citizenship receive a best place for work for lgbtq equality seal of approval from the human rights campaign and so Budweiser they came out and they started to put the pride flag uh, to come up a couple of its beer um, you have Kid Rock who took uh, AR-15 and he basically shot up a whole bunch of beer that he bought and so you know Budweiser is one of those beloved beer a lot of people are down south um, in those particular parts of the state they love Budweiser like a Bud Light and so um, that particular different part of the state is cons also considered the Bible Belt you know and so you know a lot of people don't really take that particular um, act very nicely and so there is a, a lot of backlash obviously Bud uh, Budweiser is gonna look at that and say hey we're losing money people are not gonna support us so what they do they pull that because hey they said hey we're not gonna promote a brand that people are gonna basically not gonna buy and so everything is about profit and if if a company is not gonna stand behind a product that they're getting backlash by they're just gonna do what it in the best interest or what's best for that particular company a next company that basically went out and did something similar was target and a lot of people 
boycott Target. So the U.S. retailer Target this decision to remove some LGBTQ theme merchandise after customer backlash. In store highlight the problem with companies rainbow capitalism, said Eric Carnell, a transgender designer whose product were pulled from its store. <laughs> so Target, you know, sold LGBTQ related goods tied to Pride Month for years. But last week, the big box store chain removed Carnell product, citing the increase in confrontation between customer and employees. An incident of pride merchandise were being thrown on the floor and people were going in the store, they were taking it down, they were just fed up about what's going on and so that was kind of like the backlash between what was going on at Target and obviously Target is saying, hey, we basically promoting a brand and this is backlash we're getting so they're going to pull that. Obviously, again, they're not making profit and, you know, employees are saying, they're getting confronted by other people coming in because they don't like what's going on. So therefore, you know, Target's like, hey, we have to do what's in the best interest of our company. As much as we want to promote this and we want to sell this product, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're saying, we're going to do what's best for us. So you can see a lot of backlash from all these different things because they're, you know, they're out promoting not just the lifestyle, but it's a movement. It's a flag on all these different product and merchandise and not everyone is okay with that and so therefore because of that you know you face a backlash the company pulled that everything's about profit and they're not okay with that particular movement now uh obama was one of the president that basically while spreading the united states was able to pass the law for same-sex marriage um so in an historic decision the u.s supreme court rule and this was when uh, Obama was in office, that the gay and lesbian couple across the country have a constitutional right to marry. And that was a 5-4 to four decision cap, a long and often continuous battle over what many call a defining civil right challenge of our time. So today is a big step in our march toward equality. A gay and lesbian couple now have the right to marry, just like everyone else. Parents across the state are pushing back on drag plays in school. People are showing up at school board meeting to vent their frustration on different books that are allowed to be read in school to younger students. And that's another thing that a lot of um, parents are not happy about because a lot of these books that are being published they're just saying, hey, it's one thing to have a lifestyle and things that you do um, that's okay for you. But they're saying where they're drawing the line is a lot of the content in a lot of these books are not appropriate for kids that are minor. Because again, they're in a development stage. And so a lot of information that was put forth, they're not able to process those and not only that they're still trying to figure out who they are they're growing up into little men and women and so the last thing you want to do is to basically present a movement that has nothing to do with the kids because you are to make that decision and so parents are showing up by school board meeting they're basically lashing out they're showing their frustration and so anytime you're doing anything and you're facing that type of backlash then you know it's not really going to go well. And the last thing you want is to have 
parents and pull their kids out of school. Now, if they pull their kids out of school and there's no one to teach, then obviously um, teachers and professors, they're not going to have any job because now who are they going to teach? There's no one. So a lot of the materials that are going out now, they're actually going to be under, under a microscope given that, you know, has to be approved by our board because if they're going to do stuff, now they're not acting in the best interest of the kids because they're pushing an agenda or a movement. And I think that's kind of like the language or the argument that a lot of parents are basically venting their frustration because we've seen many video of parents reading the book and they're saying, hey, I don't think that this is appropriate for my son to read or you should be reading this stuff to our kids. If I'm not okay with it, as a parent and you shouldn't either so therefore they wish that that book or literature shouldn't be in there but the next thing I'm gonna look at is the gender um, aff affirmation or gender surgery and this particular one is uh, affirming surgery is what a lot of states now have rules in place or they pass law stating that if you have a child who is not happy about who he is and want to get this particular surgery. You as a parent, if you refuse, then you can get in trouble with the law. Now, a lot of people are saying, hey, well, the government is overstepping its boundary because why should the government step in to basically decide what's going to be in the best interest of a kid? And a lot of kids, while they're growing up, because they're not fully developed yet, they grow up, they want to be Power Rangers, they want to be Batman, they want to be Superman, they want to be all these different things. But they haven't reached the stage of full maturity. And so what they're saying is, once you go ahead and do the surgery, if a, a boy want to be girl, a girl want to be boy, after you perform the surgery, there's so many things that can go wrong. And you have to take so many medication to make up for all the different things that will go wrong because now um, you're doing you're manipulating the body in such a way to think that it's one thing when it's not and so therefore the the stress the suicide all of those things attribute to doing all those things and so therefore that's where you're gonna have to push back so what surgical options are available to transgender and gender non-conforming patients so gender affirming surgery, also known as gender confirmation surgery, are performed by a multi-specialty team that typically include board-certified plastic surgeons. The goal is to give transgender individuals the physical appearance and functional ability of the gender they know themselves to be. Listed below are many of the available procedures for trans women and trans men or trans um, affirming surgery to aid them on their journey so facial feminization surgery the goal of the facial feminization surgery or feminizing facial surgery is to transform the mess the masculine feature of the face to a more feminine or non-binary appearance so the trans feminine top surgery the goal of trans feminine top surgery 
or feminizing chest surgery is to enhance the size and shape of the breast to create a more feminine appearance to the chest. The transfeminine bottom surgery. So the goal of this transfeminine bottom surgery or feminizing genital surgery is to reconstruct a male genitalia into female genitalia. Now the facial masculinity in surgery. The goal of facial masculinization surgery is to transform the feminine feature of the face to a more masculine appearance. So the transmasculine top surgery. The goal of the of the top transmasculine top surgery or masculating chest surgery is to remove the breast tissue from both breasts and create a masculine or non-binary appearance to the chest. So the transmasculine bottom surgery, the goal of the transmasculine bottom surgery or the masculine genitalia surgery is to reconstruct a female genitalia into a male genitalia. And so a lot of these surgery that they perform, um, what a lot of people have actually gotten the surgery I've come out and said is they wish they didn't get the surgery because of the the different complication, um, the different medication that they have to take to basically cope with all the different changes in their body, and they wish if they could go back and reverse some of these surgery. Now, a lot of the surge surgery that they perform, actually, um, a lot of people now or are shocked because most of the time you can't even identify who the person is. So for example, someone will look at a man and if the person already went and got the procedure done, it, it's at a point where it's almost impossible to um, recognize that this was a natural person. You know, maybe there might be some glimpse or different things here and there. But for the most part, if the person didn't tell you, sometimes it's very hard to basically identify because of all the different um, surgery that they do. And I think that's like one of the, the biggest thing that a lot of people are saying, you know, it's like it's one thing to say that you're part of that particular movement or you're that part of that community. But now it's going to a stage now where. A lot of people are saying, wait a minute, what's really going on? Because a lot of people now, even with the, the trans movement or the non-binary, is a lot of people now are saying, wait a minute, I don't I don't identify anymore as a man. I want to identify as a woman. And then uh, the woman is saying, I don't identify as a woman, I identify as a man. And so they're going to, to the point now where they're getting those surgery to make them more into what they identify as. And so it's not so much as the sex that you assigned to at birth. They're saying, I don't no longer uh, accept that. I want to go out and get my own. And I think that's what's causing a lot of confusion. And the changes in hormone, the, the backlash in terms of... Um, you know, you have, you know, people who have mental issue after taking or getting a lot of these surgery done because the change in the hormone. And so you're taking a lot of the medication to cope 
with all the different things that are happening and so over time you know your body just start to reject a lot of the medication because it, it's hard to, to trick the brain as to what's happening and so I, it, it's just right now a lot going on and so that's where you have the backlash that's where you have the pushback on a lot of different things and so uh, I, while I'm putting this um, you know lesson together or this discussion you know talk i have conversation with a lot of different people different questions come up and stuff like that right and so one of the the, the the question that came up is so with everything is going on you know what is this movement really about or is it a movement is it a lifestyle and and is is that what's being pushed today you know in today era is the movement being pushed where it's in the the media it's in the school it's in the music the the movies and, and so more and more people now are, are, are becoming aware what's happening and so therefore that's why they're fighting back now is it a lifestyle now that is saying hey this is who we are these are things that we like this is what we're doing and so based on that lifestyle now is it being um forced upon other people to accept it because at the end of the day not everyone is going to accept that and so those are some of the questions. Now, some people question um, that being trans or being gay is the same as being black. And so that was one of the questions that people pushed back and said, no, it's not the same because, you know, uh, being a, a trans or being a gay person, that's a decision in terms of um, you then making a decision to be in that particular um, relationship or to basically continue in that lifestyle. Now, to change one's skin color at birth is not couldn't be the same as to uh, basically engage in certain type of uh, sexual relation with another person. And that being said, is you know being black, uh, black uh, going back um, throughout the years, uh, being subjected to slavery, to uh, discrimination. The killing um, even to this day there's still uh, different uh, people in the world that because of their skin color are not able to have access to certain things and they that that big pushback and so you know people who are in that particular lifestyle in that movement they don't face the same thing so that's what they said it's almost impossible then to equate or compare that with someone who then is not black Another question really comes up is, you know, are people really born that way? And if so, if they're really born that way, right? Then why would they need to leave that relationship to have kids? So, if, so for example, if two person of the same gender are married together, and if they stayed in that particular community, over time that community will completely die out because they're not able to uh, reproduce if they don't adapt and they don't have any kids and in order to have kids then they would have to cross over into another um, opposite person of the opposite sex to recreate that to keep that um, civilization going or else that would they would completely wipe out so the question comes out to is are people truly born that way and if so why would they then need to leave the relationship to have kids 
because they can't recreate or procreate in that particular um, setting. Another question comes up is, what would happen if all the trans people, and that's what we were saying, live on one island and that, that population eventually will become extinct. extinct. They would they basically completely die out because they wouldn't be able to continue to populate um, because they wouldn't be able to produce any um, kids because they're in um, that particular relationship. Uh, some people feel like this lifestyle doesn't really comes naturally and and so you hear that a lot that some people saying hey you know I'm being forced into this particular lifestyle uh, because certain si different situations stuff like that that's where they think that way um, and then another question comes in to uh, some people feel like this movement is being forced on the population in various forms through movies music media now through uh, the kids in our school and, and so that's why a lot of people feel like hey they have to push back because it's not saying that people can do whatever they want but then why would then they need to push that particular lifestyle and to put it on other people that that are not part of that uh, community not part of that lifestyle they don't need to know about it they don't want to know about it just leave them alone and so this group is saying then um, it's not up to you we're gonna do what we're gonna do and so it's up to you whether or not if you like it or not then people say no we're not gonna stand for that because it's not fair for our kids that they have to subject themselves to um, that particular um, lifestyle or that particular movement or whatever they're trying to do um, some people are saying based on how some people react they said maybe that person was born that way because of how they were um they talk how they act and everything like that and so the other thing that a lot of people say is in today's age and in sign in our society a lot of people can copy uh, a lot of behavior or a lot of things that they say that people do around them so therefore when they make statement that saying that that's how they were born it's hard to accept that particular concept given that they see how different people act how different people really operate you know and i think there's a lot of confusion and so in a sense then um as you can see around the world in different parts of the world not every country is okay with having this being part of their community and so um, a lot of countries come out and they're pushing back and saying hey we don't want this in our country and if you're caught indulge or involved in this type of relationship or we suspect then one of the four things are gonna happen fine punish imprisonment and you're you can get killed now um, the United States um, is more open because this is where the movement start and it start here in the state and it spread around the world and the other thing too is that there are laws protecting people um, regardless of your skin um, sexual orientation or your background and so people are free then to really um, perform or to basically uh, live a certain type of lifestyle where in other countries have their own law have their own constitution and so 
as it pertains to that particular uh, community, they're not so laid back. And so there's, there's going to be more pushback where that is concerned. So I wanted just to touch on that, you know, um, like I said, uh, the, the, the purpose of this particular podcast is just to bring awareness, the difference between the, the different the flag and uh, the rainbow and to talk about the idea that a lot of countries around the world um, are not okay with this particular type of lifestyle. And if you're caught in those countries, then obviously those are things that can happen to you, you know. And so, um, again, a lot of people didn't really know how this moving got started, you know. And so Obama was the president um, who basically was able to pass the bill that allow same-sex marriage to be legal here in the United States and um, Congress and different groups whatever if it's um, in the Republican Party uh, then again they're um, they're pushing certain legislation and said hey you know they're not okay with this um, I think the, 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 the most recent bill that um, or the, the most recent law that got struck down was the abortion bill where they said now it's illegal some states it's illegal to have an abortion you know because before that they're saying the woman right to choose it's her body she can do whatever uh, she want with it by the end of the day they're saying hey um, we're not okay with the abortion and so with the Supreme Court that was a law that was uh, instituted from back in the day and they said nope we gotta strike that down so uh, a lot of places now it's illegal to do that and, and so little by little a lot of the changes that are happening and so um, a lot of things are actually you know start to take form uh, so we'll see you know where do we go from here no one knows you know but one thing is certain you know us human beings will continue to live to strive uh, so at the end of the day it's just like how do we coexist as one how do we get along regardless of a difference of opinion regardless of what you might think about um, this person doing this or whatever the case is at the end of the day um, everyone have to give an account uh, for everything that they do you know um, you know everyone have to live their life how they see it fit um, you know as much as you want someone else to do what they know is right or wrong but when it comes down to it you know everyone have to see hey um, how can I love my neighbor uh, how can I uh, as much as I might not agree in a certain opinion certain conversation how can I live in peace and unity and not in war and strife and in, in violent you know and so that's basically what it comes down to so you know where do we go from here and that's a big question where do we go from here um, I hope you guys uh, were able to enjoy um, that which I, I basically was able to, to speak upon and again if you have any question about what I just talked about be sure to reach out in the comment section again I just want to say thank you to all my subscriber thank you to all my listeners people who've been there uh, with me since day one and again I'll leave a link in the description down below of um, the website that you can purchase different item um, the name of that is you know um, motivation a combination of motivational and visionary because that's all 
um, I think about is, you know, how can I motivate, how can I encourage, and just the motivation, visionary, seeing things, not at what it is, but what it could be, just looking out for the best and everything around me. So that's all I have to share for this episode. Um, I have other things that I'm working on. So again, as soon as those things are completed, I'll go ahead and publish them. Um, so that way I can share with all my listeners. And um, if you haven't already, you can always subscribe. I shared it with your friends or family. And I'll see you guys on my next episode. All right. Bye now.